Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, and today, Chris Raybon and Stucky McStucky, our NFL experts who co-host our award-winning Action Network NFL podcast. We are going to go deep on an NFC preview, division odds, conference odds, Super Bowl odds. Who do they like? Who do I like? Also, a reminder, two weeks ago, we asked fans to rate and review the podcast. Those who did... And use the winning phrase, I feel for Colin and Stucky, in their review, became eligible to win a free Action Network hoodie. We had lots and lots of reviews. Thank you for that. Uh, Later in the show, we will reveal one winner. And we are doing another phrase that pays. Same practice. Go rate and review the podcast using the phrase, I need a six-pack. We all need a six-pack right now. But my favorite Action Network podcast segment is from Raybon and Stucky in the award-winning Action Network NFL podcast when they make their six picks. If we choose your review, you will win a free Action Network hoodie. First, let's do the main thing. The main thing. Raybon, Stucky, good to see you, fellas. Good to hear your voices. Likewise, Chad. Let's get the schmite. When are you going to join us with a, an award? On your podcast. You know what? My greatest pride, Stucky, if that is your real name, is seeing the growth of the entire Action Network in aggregate. The fact that the Action Network podcast has more listeners than mine, even though mine had been around longer and once upon a time had more listeners than the Action Network podcast. The fact that you guys are part of an award-winning podcast, that to me is the ultimate reward. My awards are your awards, Chad. And if you win any, I assume that they're mine as well. You know what else I would like? If your money was my money. So if you could just start giving me the money you win from all of your bets, starting with the bets we're going to talk about today, that would be fantastic. Let's you know? do it. But I'm excited to talk NFL. All right, um, let's go. You said you were excited, excited to talk NFL. You did not say you were excited to actually let me partake in the money. Maybe one day. Here we go. Division odds. Here's how I want to break this down. We're in the first part. We're going to do three parts in this, uh, in this episode. We're going to do the first part, division picks. There are four divisions. I want each of you to give me your first pick for your favorite pick of division futures. Raybon, you get to go first. 
I would say my favorite in terms of all-around value is the Seattle Seahawks at plus 220 to win the NFC uh, West. And that's because if you look at Seattle, they've won nine or more games every single year with Russell Wilson. So you're, you have this automatic built-in floor. Most teams, I would be uh, kind of pessimistic or, or kind of bearish on the trade, um, giving up so many picks for Jamal Adams. But with the Seahawks, Russell Wilson gets you to the fourth quarter pretty much week in and week out. Uh, they needed an impact player like that on their defense. And I'm not saying Seattle's quite as good as they were in the Marshawn heyday, but man, uh, that's a dangerous team. Uh, their odds imply about a 31% chance to win that division. Uh, it's pretty wide open. I think the Niners will regress. So uh, I like Seattle at plus 220 to win the NFC West. I hate everything about that pick. I hate it. But Stucky, I want you to tell me what you think. What kind of yeah. was that? You can't just say that and then just kick it to somebody else, Pat. Right. You, you want me to tell you? You want me yes, to tell you why? Absolutely. Tell you why? Number, absolutely. One, number one, this defense is dreadful. This defense could not be worse. And don't, don't roll your eyes at me, uh, Raybon. Like, uh, this defense is so bad, and it cannot be Russell Wilson miracle worker every single week in order to get them to 9, 10, 11 wins, number one. Number two, like, you, uh, to me, that division is changing hands every single year. It is becoming the NFC East. And of all people, of all people, to tell me you don't like a team that is led by Kyler Murray to potentially be the <laughs> best odds in that division and the one where you think there could be the most value is insane to me because you were on the Kyler Murray bandwagon before anybody else. <laughs> yeah, Kyler Murray is more like it. And listen, Chad, I, I think you look at that Seattle secondary. Jamal Adams was ranked uh, as a top five safety by Pro Football Focus last year. Shaquille Griffin, the, one of the corners, ranked 10th out of 115 corners by PFF. We don't know if Dunbar will play, but if he does, uh, that was a top two corner. Then you have, uh, you know, the, the safety Quandre Diggs who was also a top 25 ranked player. So that secondary is not quite leading you to boom, but it's up there. It's dangerous. Uh, you still have Bobby Wagner, one of the top linebackers in the game, Rome in the middle. Yes, uh, they could use a, a little more talent on the defensive line, but that back seven is going to keep them in games, and that's all you need. And you say, hey, Russell Wilson can't do it year in and year out. He's never had a losing season. He's never had a losing season. That's a great bet, in my opinion, when Seattle is not favored uh, to win that division. Their defensive line, PFF, might have them as one of the worst defensive lines in football, okay? So don't give me like their defensive line could use more talent. That is the cop-out right there, Raybon. For someone who puts metrics and numbers hmm. and rigor behind every single thing you say, to say their defensive line could use a little more talent is like saying, uh, you know what, it's got like the, the, the candy cane. It's a, it's a little too minty for me. Stucky. <laughs> what? I actually don't mind it. I can't believe he's going against Jimmy G and – um, Kyler Murray, two of his boys. I don't, I'm not a buyer of Jimmy G. And this, the 49ers are going to have a great running game. They're going to have a great defense. But I, who are they throwing the ball to? Their wide receiver core is decimated, and they lost Emmanuel Sanders. The Seahawks are a tricky team because, you know, last year they won 11 games. Their Pythagorean wins were like eight and, eight and change. Like they, were, they won like a million one-possession games. That's what they do. They just run the ball in the first set. They get behind, and then they unleash Russell Wilson. Their offensive line is bad. Their defensive line is really bad. I actually love the signing of Jamal Adams so much. And I, I don't care what the Seahawks give away. The Seahawks draft fourth-round draft picks in the first round. So it doesn't matter that they give around first-round draft picks. He changes the defense. And then with Diggs, if you have two safeties 
in that cover three defense, that's what you that's what you need. They had they had to run a bunch of cover two last year, and Pete Carroll's, you know, he he's a, a pure cover three guy. But they've had no safeties the last couple of years. You know, this is going back to Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. Now you have probably the best safety in the game. He's going to help in the run. He can cover the slot. I mean, he can do so many different things. And then obviously you upgraded your corner position as well. You have great linebackers. So I think that can make up for, you know, this is a passing league. That can make up for some of your weaknesses up front. The one thing that I don't like about them is this unique year in that you, without fans, you're losing maybe the best home field advantage in the NFL. And the Seahawks will travel more miles than any other team in the NFL. Um, and, you know, you have to assume that this year travel is going to be difficult, burdensome. It's not going to be as easy as it normally is. So those, they have those two things working against them. Um, but if I were to choose between the 49ers and Seahawks, I would go with the Seahawks. Um, outside future shot, I might look at the Cardinals. But I, I don't hate the Seahawks pick. I think Jamal Adams – upgrades that defense so much stuck mentioned every team in that division except the rams and i know stuck is down on the rams but if you're looking for a pure long shot value i think the rams are probably the best one on the board in terms of just straight up like they're plus 550 and implies about a 15 percent chance to win that division and, and this is all stemming from the fact that i think san francisco is just overvalued to win that division at minus 106 that implies better than a 50 50 chance no way uh, in that type of a division. But the Rams are plus 550. Uh, they've had 11, 13, and 9 wins, an average of 11 uh, in the three years under Sean McVay. So um, the Rams could crap the bed and go 7-9 and nine this year, uh, but they also have a lot of upside um, just based on McVay and what he's been able to do. So I think there's a lot of value in this division in fading the Niners, period. Stuck, you did not uh, – do you want to give your sort of – if you're drafting of division picks – yeah, I hate the Rams, by the way. They have no offensive line. Goff stinks, and they lost all their defense, their best defensive players. They have two – they have Donald and Ramsey, and yeah. there's a lot of other questions. They lost their D coordinator. But if I'm going my number one pick out of all the teams in the NFC, I'd probably go with Dallas. I know that it's chalky, but I am really down on the Eagles. And I'm above market projections on Dallas, and I'm way below the market on the Eagles. A lot of that has to do with their secondary. People think – that Darius Slay is going to solve their secondary issues, which have been – there's been a lot of them over the past couple of years. It's been their biggest weakness. I think he's over the hill. And, you know, these corners, these man-to-man corners, and he's a guy that follows the best receiver. They hit 30, around 30, and they can fall off a cliff in production. And they can go from a top 5, 10 corner to, like, bottom 20 easily. And that's what he was last year. Some people say, I just wanted to get out of Detroit. I mean, he still has to – it was playing man-to-man. That's all the Lions do. What was he, just not covering? He just decided someplace I'm just going to stand here? No. His production was down. You know, they're replacing their safety with a corner. I don't believe in Maddox. So, I think they're – they have no linebackers. They don't – I know people don't value linebackers, and they only play one or two linebackers on most downs. But, I mean, you're, what are they? they have the defensive line. So, I'm not buying their defense. Their offensive line now doesn't have as much continuity in town as normal. So, I'm way down on them. And I love what Dallas did in the offseason in multiple ways. You know, adding Lamb as their third receiver, they're probably going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets. That offense is going to be great. All they got to do is find a center to replace Frederick, which is a big question. But if they can shore up that spot and their offensive line stays healthy, this is one of the best offenses in the NFL. But I love what they did on the defensive side. You know, they signed all these guys on the defensive line. You know, they brought they just brought in Griffin as well. They brought in Poe, um, McCoy. But, McCoy's you know, done. He got hurt. 
He's out. Oh, he's, yeah, you're right. So just yeah. keep, by the way, keeping up with all the injuries is uh, <laughs> he's done for the year in of itself. Um, but that loss isn't even that big with with now you have you brought in Griffin. But most importantly, I know there's some questions in the secondary. You know, they lost Byron Jones. Their secondary is very young. But the new defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan, is going to be really aggressive, and that's what they need to do to make up for some of the weak links at corner. They're going to blitz a lot more. They just didn't last year for whatever reason. So I think the scheme changes on defense um, are going to benefit this this team that just has been underperforming on defense, not been able to get takeaways, not being able to get key stops on third down. So low on the – I can't see the Giants or the Redskins winning the division. If you want to argue for those, maybe Rayvon will. Sure. I'm just low, a lot lower on the Eagles and a lot higher on the Cowboys that I like the Cowboys to win that division. All right. So right now the Cowboys, uh, I think at DraftKings, are – minus 110 to win the NFC East. Raybon, what do you think of his choice for the NFC East and the Dallas Cowboys? I think it's an important distinction uh, for, for the listeners out there, especially between what's most likely to happen and what it constitutes of a good value in terms of betting. Because I do think the Cowboys are clearly the most likely team to win that division. I think everything that Stuck said in comparing them to the Eagles is correct. The Eagles went nine and seven last year. The Cowboys went eight and eight. But you look at their margin of victory, which is much more predictive of future performance uh, than a straight up win loss record. The Eagles average margin of victory 1.9 and the Cowboys 7.1. So the Cowboys were a far superior team uh, that just ran into some bad luck uh, in in terms of their, you know, teams they played and kind of how everything played out. But that being said, uh, it's kind of the same deal with the 49ers. No team uh, is really, in my opinion, going to be good enough that they should be 50-50 or better to win a division. Those are just kind of odds that are playing on the hype with the Cowboys. Um, some of the common things cited for, for this, like the addition of CeeDee Lamb, which is a great addition, but you look at who he's replacing. Randall Cobb last year averaged 10 yards a target, 15 yards a catch. It's unlikely that Lamb actually does better than that. So in terms of your actual – you know, adding points to their, their spread or their, you know, rating, it's probably a wash. You're not really going to improve on that. So the offense is kind of maxed out where you have it. I think the defense has room for improvement and that's going to be key, but at, at 50, that better than 50 to 50, 50, 50 odds. You, I can't take the Cowboys. The Eagles are way overvalued too. They're at plus 140. That implies a 42% chance. And that leaves me, and this is disgusting because uh, again, it's the difference between betting value and, and what's most likely to happen. But that just leaves me with the Giants at, 10 to 1 because the Cowboys are not better than 50-50 to win the division. The Eagles aren't 42%. The Giants are better than 10% to win that division. I'm not saying it's by a ton, but they're better than 10% and they may be almost double that. So if you're looking for value, it's disgusting, but it's the Giants or bust. The Washington football team, I have their under on five and a half wins. So we're not even going to go into that. That that team is headed for disaster in my opinion, but um, value on the Giants in my opinion. Dude, I am totally with you on the Giants. Like to me, that actually, I, I know you say it's disgusting. <laughs> I, say it's, I say it's kind of a no-brainer. Like for all, and again, I'm not doing this to bet like the obvious team at sort of low numbers, right? Yeah. I'm doing this because I want to invest a little bit now and make a little bit later. And if I lose it, it's not so much that I'm like that disappointed, Right. So I love, love, love the Giants at 10 to 1. But neither of you, neither of you have really given the team that has sort of the best odds, the best chance, the best value. 
okay? Because that is the Chicago Bears, who are about plus 380, I think. We got them at DraftKings. I got them uh, earlier this year. I got them at plus 425 to win the NFC North. Uh, a couple things. Number one, and, and I got to say, I also love the Vikings as a Super Bowl contender, and we'll get to that later in the show. But um, Chicago, they were 8-8 eight and eight with Mitch Trubisky. And I got a lot of issues with Matt Nagy as a Chicago guy. I do feel like, especially two years ago, he made really dreadful decisions. Like in moments of the game where he should have let Trubisky have the ball, Instead, he got very conservative when they were still out of field goal range and then put field goal kickers in bad spots. And like, it's become a little bit of a joke, how sort of the Bears kicking woes. But two years ago, I put that on Nagy and sort of bad decision making and how he managed the game plan as the game got later in the game, as it got later in the game. Last year, he goes eight and eight with sort of a lot, a rash of injuries and a little bit of aggression. This defense is still really good. Like it is, it is loaded with playmakers. Eddie Goldman is sitting out, so they're losing something on the defensive line. But you talk about linebacker core, you talk about defensive backfield, it's loaded. And I actually think Nick Foles is an upgrade over Trubisky, especially playing again with Matt Nagy, who he's been, had so much success with. So give me the Bears at four to one in a division where like nobody has written about the Packers not being as good anymore, more than you, Raybon. Um, And so like, I think the Packers regress, the Lions aren't good. The Bears competition is the Vikings. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I actually bet the Bears around that same number, something like 450, 425 uh, a couple months ago. I think this is a three-team race. Uh, no disrespect to Detroit. Uh, I just don't know if it's quite working there. I don't know if the talent is, is there, even though I have a lot of respect for Matthew Stafford. Um, but as you said, Chad, this is a three-team race. Um, I know Stuck's Packers. Stuck had a great future on the Packers last year, and, and it got him all the way to the NFC Championship. However, I think, you know, Stuck, you and I both could agree that the Packers got a little bit lucky last year. Uh, you look at their margin of victory, it was 3.9 uh, compared to the Vikings, which was 6.5. You know, Cowboys 7-1, Saints 7-3. And the Cowboys were the fifth best team in the NFC in terms of margin of victory. I don't think they got better. I don't think that Matt LaFleur is quite on the same page with uh, the front office. I think they're making decisions for the futures, and he's trying to win now. And he did a good job of it last year, um, and, and that can't be dismissed. but Ultimately, um, the numbers suggest the Packers are going to come back to the mean. I've seen nothing out of Aaron Rodgers uh, to to change that opinion. He's been average for five years now. And uh, the Vikings, they lost some key talent, and they lost a good coach in in Kevin Stefanski, a good offensive coordinator, I should say. Um, You know, they still have, you know, Zimmer and Kubiak, but uh, without Stephon Diggs, I think it's going to be tougher. Uh, The defense kind of bringing in a whole new secondary. The Bears still have that defense. You're getting the quarterback discount. That's what you're really getting with the Bears because they both are shaky and, and none of them are better than Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins. But that defense is, is the best in the, in the division. And it's a much closer three-team race than, you know, the Bears with their, you know, plus 380 implied 20% chance, 21% chance. So uh, I actually love that pick. They're 20 and 12 in two years with Nagy. Stucky, Go. I hate I hate that pick. I hate the Bears. I mean, I, first of all, I think Mitch Mitch Bortles uh, is the worst quarterback of the NFL. You've just been Bortled. And I actually don't think Foles is that much better than him if he goes in there. But this team, number one, I, no matter who the quarterback is, I worry about voices in their ear, right? You got a new quarterback's coach, a new passing game quarterback, offensive coordinator, but then Nagy's calling plays. Um, and then you have no preseason shortened prep. 
But they can't run the ball because their offensive line can't run block, and they did nothing to upgrade their offensive line. They're hoping a new offensive line coach can come in and work magic. Um, but their defense, I think, is actually overrated. Like, Goldman's going to hurt up front, but they've had huge losses in the secondary of the past couple years. I mean, you're – you're going – and I think Eddie Jacks moving back to free safety could help and they could create more turnovers. But you're going to have Buster screen, I mean, and, and hope and hope that Jalen Johnson, the rookie, can come in and play corner when you're playing three corners. Um, I, so I don't think the secondary is as good as people say. And obviously they've lost Amos, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and now Dix. And, you know, they've had turnover at corner as well. And I think that the Goldman loss really hurts up front, but I don't, I don't believe in this offense at all. Um, I, I don't see it. I think the division is wide open. I mean, the, the Vikings had a lot of losses on defense. They obviously they're relying on Jefferson to come in to be the second wide receiver. And, you know, they still have questions of the offensive line. So I think that they're worse off the Packers. Yeah. They got extremely lucky last year and they didn't address any of their needs. They still can't stop the run. Their draft was horrible. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're just going to line up and run power eye. I mean, maybe that's why they drafted a, a tight end and then another running back. Um, they still don't have any receivers. So maybe they're just going to try to run power eye like a high school team with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. I don't know. So I think if you're going to take a shot in this division, you take a shot with the Lions because you take the, the lowest odds <sighs> and you just take the, you take a quarterback that is capable and you hope that in Matt Patricia's cover one heavy that Akuda comes in, their new corners come in, and they can lock down on the outside, and that can go a long way in, in creating a much better defense than they had last year. So if you're going to take a shot in a wide-open division, uh, I'd go with the Lions any day over the Bears. So, Stuck, and, and I, I, I actually don't hate that. I, so I'm guessing that you would, even though you don't like the Bears, you like your choice of the Lions, like you do agree that the Vikings and Packers shouldn't have a combined 75% implied odds to win that division. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is that something yeah. you yeah, okay. Yeah, it's absolutely. The and then also, you know, it's in this year where you could have, you know, COVID, a COVID outbreak in a team. When there's shortened prep and you're going to see increased injuries, you, you know, you could see that too for a, a really important player on a certain team. Say Aaron Rodgers goes down or just someone really important. With, and I think there's going to be more soft tissue injuries. That increases the uncertainty and obviously um, I, I think would – lead you to maybe want to take one of the longer shots in this division because I think this division is wide open and you know it's it's one of those where if you kind of believe in a team like say you're you believe in the Lions maybe you take a flyer on you know a, a Super Bowl future or the Bears because not, not only could they potentially win this division either one of them but there's a seventh team that gets in the, with the expanded playoffs seventeen team that gets in the playoffs and remember if there's not gonna be fans then it's going to be easier for teams to go on the road uh, in the playoffs than it would be saying you have to go to like, um, you know, uh, in the AFC, if you went to a Kansas City, um, you know, to play a road game without fans. So um, I think this is the division where you take a shot. That's so the I argument agree. for Goff, by the way, Stuck. Uh, you know, like as much as I know you're down on him and, and you know, I think he's pretty shaky, but you know, no, no fans. So he can hear Sean McVay every play. I think you pointed it out on one of our earlier podcast. That's, that's yeah, I said he might be the one that benefits the most <laughs> because he excels when McVeigh can just tell him what to do exactly, which is crazy that they signed up all that money because they could put Raybon or Chad in their quarterback, and as long as it's quiet, you just tell him, here, golf, just throw it here, throw it here. So, yeah, maybe the no noise helps golf, and he has a, a huge year. So what I love about this is, like, you're saying Detroit, 
which I'm shaking my head at in disgust. Yet what you say about Detroit are all the reasons that Raybon says the Giants and all the reasons that I say the Cardinals. And yet we, have, we all have such disdain for all of those long shot picks because we have such belief in the other picks we're making at the top of the board. So let me summarize here so far. But, but, but you need a quarter. You need to so like, there's certain things that the, 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 Cow- I think the Cowboys are really good and there's no really good team in this division in, in the NFC North. But like the Giants, they don't, I don't think they have a great quarterback. They don't have a secondary. They don't have an offensive line and they don't have an edge rusher. So like, these are all the things you need in the NFL. The Lions have a quarterback. They have an offense. They have a potentially good secondary with, with potential. So they have more things than the Giants in a much worse division, um, which is why I would go with a longer shot in this division compared to the NFC East. I mean, to be fair, though, and again, I call the Giants disgusting, so I'm not, I don't want to be out here truthering for the Giants, but Daniel Jones really had one issue last year, and it was fumbling. Uh, that was his rookie year. He's generally impressive. He had three, four uh, or more touchdown games, you know, five 300-yard games. Uh, he had a multiple touchdown rushing game. He can take a year to leap, COVID or not. Um, the pass catchers are all really good around him. And, you know, they got Bradbury. Baker's entering year two. Like, they have upside, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Baker's you know, going to jail. N- Baker's going to yeah, jail for true. about yeah. 30 years. That, that, so they, still don't, they still don't have a second quarter. And who's calling for him? Well, honestly, Baker might as well have been in jail last year, the way, <laughs> the way he was playing ball. But, no, my point is they have upside. The Giants have some upside, uh, I think, in that division where you, you made great points. The Eagles were probably too high on them. And the Cowboys, I just don't think, are substantially better than they were last year. Let me summarize, because we got one more division I want to get to, and then we got to get to conference and Super Bowl. Right now in the NFC East, Stucky does not like the Giants. Raybon likes the Giants. Stucky likes the Cowboys. In the NFC North, Chad loves, loves, loves the Bears. Stucky likes the Lions. In the, in the NFC West, Raybon loves Seattle. Stucky could take Seattle or Arizona. Chad loves Arizona. That leaves a – the reason I left – I'm glad we're doing this conference, this division last – NFC South. It is the milk toast of NFL conferences. Nobody will ever care about this conference. The only reason anyone's talking about it is because Tampa Bay has Tom Brady right now. It's a two-team race. It's New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Give me any reason to take a team other than New Orleans or Tampa Bay in the NFC South. I mean, just some of the arguments that I made earlier with uncertainty. So I think that if you're going to take any other team, you, you have to look at the Falcons. Because they have a, a quarterback who's gotten to a Super Bowl and blown a 28-3 lead. It cost me a lot of money. Look, they have a their quarterback. Their defense, I have a lot of questions about, but it was really improved the whole second half of last year when they changed who's, who's calling plays. I, I still don't believe in the defense. But the offense at least has potential, right? And you have Tom Brady, who's, what, going to be 43, and Drew Brees. Now, the Saints actually have quarterback depth, though. So if something happens to either one of them. Um, but Brady – there's questions on the with the tackles on the Tampa offensive line. He's gonna be he's not gonna be dicking and dunking in this offense. He's gonna be asked to throw it more downfield. He's gonna need time. He's gonna take more hits. So there's some injury risk there. There could be some regression for the Bucks secondary. The Saints are just so solid all around. And now that they have quarterback depth, you know, you have Winston and you have Hill. That really eliminates a lot of the the risk where if Breeze gets hurt or if Breeze, you know, gets COVID for a couple weeks or something. So it's really hard to make the case, but if you're going to, you have to say Falcons because you need a quarter. I mean, the Panthers are just a disaster. 
a disaster. They're changing coaches and schemes on both sides. They have a first-year quarterback. Uh, they have what, tw- 10 to 12 new starters. This is not what you want to be doing this year without preseason and limited prep. So uh, if you're going to make the case, it's for the Falcons, but it, it's tough because the Saints are so solid and have QB depth. Rayvon. The Saints and the Bucks have a combined 97% implied odd probability, uh, according to the, the odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, to win this division. That's way too high. So that right there is a reason to look elsewhere. And, and I do agree with Stuck. The Falcons have to be that team because Matt Ryan, he can have those high upside years. Um, he's proven it in the past. Uh, you know, another, you know, another year – back to get acclimated with Dirk Cutter, one of his, you know, his former offensive coordinator. The Falcons schedule, uh, it's tough. I mean, you have Seattle, Dallas, the, you know, the Bears pack, the uh, Saints a couple times, obviously, the Bucks a couple times, you play the Chiefs. Luckily, you get Denver in Atlanta, so you don't have to go to Denver. Um, but you're going to, you, you know, you're going to play the Chargers. It's another kind of pesky team with a good defense. The Falcons are actually one of my favorite win total under bets at seven and a half. So it's tough for me to say go bet them at, at eight and one to win the division. Uh, I, would, I would just take the, the, the Bucks if I'm forced to pick a team, um, just because I think that it really is a two team race. I think the odds are inflated for the, the Saints and the Bucks. Saints minus 130, uh, the Bucks plus 150. But um, the Bucks, that's a 40% chance, whereas the Saints, 57%. I don't think there's that wide of a gap. I think the Bucks are still, you know, all things being considered, um, a, a, a lot closer to the Saints than that. Their defense was top five in DVOA last year. I still think it's on the way up. Uh, and I think that a lot of Tom Brady's issues last year had to do with the lack of separation for the New England pass catchers. The reports out of camp, Nikhil Harry still not getting separation. Julian Edelman, you know, 33 last year, not a separation type. Brady led the league in throwaways. He won't have to do that this year with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Rob Gronkowski, uh, OJ Howard and those guys. So I, I think it's the Bucks or nothing, but you know, the Panthers, they're interesting. I think you're probably a be- better off betting them week to week. But just remember, Teddy Bridgewater, 28-7 all time uh, against the spread, 80% uh, as a starting quarterback. So they could beat expectations. I don't know what that means or what that translates to, but just keep that in mind. What I love about this right now is Millman is going all in on the Bears at the longest odds with his number one pick. Whereas Raybon goes in with the Seahawks, a, a kind of chalky-ish pick, but you're getting decent number at plus 280. And then there's Stucky. Stucky's doing this. Stucky's like this. Square. Stucky's so square. You know why? Because Stucky's going with the Cowboys at minus 110 to win the NFC East. Don't even try to defend yourself, Stucky. We're moving on. Before we get to the next segment, don't forget the phrase that pays. At the end of the show, we're going to announce the winner of the phrase that pays. And if you want to win a free Action Network hoodie, I need a six-pack. Use it in your review in honor of Raybon and Stucky and their award-winning Action Network NFL pod. If we randomly choose you, you win an Action Network hoodie. That's what I know. It's time to do another thing. Another thing. Let's do our conference picks. And this year, with so much uncertainty, it's hard for like I don't want to lay out a lot of money on futures, but I do want to try and take advantage of, as I was alluded to before, this seventh playoff spot in the expanded playoff format, and then potentially with no fans. So 
what I've looked for is teams that could potentially be peaking late in the year that have a capable quarterback or a quarterback that you think could end up, you know, taking a leap and getting there. So like in the AFC, I look at a potential like the Browns, right? And also because they're in a tougher division, that seventh playoff spot is huge for that extra wild card in a, in a pretty weak AFC outside of the Ravens and, and Chiefs. And then, you know, also the Broncos, if you, if you believe dude, in Drew. Dude, dude, yeah. we're only talking about the NFC. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm, I'm leading into my point. The Broncos, if you believe By in Drew way, Locke. No wonder every podcast Stucky does comes in at like two hours long. Well, listen, I'm just giving you my logic because I like the AFC futures more than the NFC anyway. But if you're looking in the NFC, again, it would be the Lions. But I think better than that is the Cardinals, right, for two longer shots. And I don't really like investing in anything under 10 to 1. I hate Cliff Kingsbury with a passion. But Kyler Murray, I believe in. If you think he takes his next step, they get better in the red zone. Look, they added DeAndre Hopkins. The defense last year was dreadful, but, I mean, Patrick Peterson, you were without both your corners for most of the year. You know, Byron Murphy got thrown into the Wolves. He has a lot more experience now at corner. You add Isaiah Simmons, or they're starting at inside linebacker. They added some other pieces of linebacker, which I think will help that defense. So a team that I think can get to, like, 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and seven, and then you have a quarterback like Kyler Murray improving as they get into the playoffs – I think that's the team I would look for from a futures perspective in the NFC. Raybon, he's treading on your Kyler Murray territory. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of you, Stuck. Uh, I, I'm not quite there with the Cardinals. I, I try to find a, a mix of value, and I do agree. You're generally looking for, you know, you don't want like five to one odds or something. But uh, I also try to kind of look at it from the perspective of, um, you know, we do have some proven teams and some proven quarterbacks. In, in, in this conference and I think it's going to come down to a few teams and uh, that leads me back to the one that I see the best value at uh, it was the same one I see the best value at to win their division and that's Seattle they are plus 1050 at DraftKings so it's a little better than 10 to 1 uh, that implies a 9% chance of, of them to win the NFC guess what they've won it in 25% of Russell Wilson seasons as a pro they've averaged 10.75 wins uh, per year with Russ uh, again, this is just a high floor team that because of Russ and because of the Adams addition also has a high ceiling. And, and I think one of the best things about taking Seattle or a team from the NFC West in general. So, you know, I don't hate the Cardinals. Uh, I think the Niners still have a chance to just overvalued, but, uh, and Rams, you know, have a chance as well. But the great thing about taking a team from the NFC West like Seattle is that they're going to be battle tested. Like if they get to a point where they're in position, which they do every year, they're winning team every year, they're going to have played the, the Niners twice. They're going to have played the Cardinals twice. They're going to have played the Rams twice. Um, so you look across the NFC and you're really now talking about the Saints and, and the Bucks is like the teams that you would worry about with Seattle. And, um, you know, Russell Wilson is one of those few quarterbacks that, you know, when you're in the fourth quarter and it's Russ or it's Breeze or it's Brady, you're not, you're not counting Russ out. So uh, I love Seattle at, at, uh, at 10 to one. Um, that's my favorite pick. My number two, a uh, little chalk here, but I'd still look at Tampa Bay, uh, you know, plus 750 implies about a 12% chance. Brady's been to, uh, you know, he's been a conference champion in 47% of his seasons as a New England starter, nine of 19. Uh, those are still interesting odds. I know, you, you know, Bruce Arians isn't Belichick, but you're talking about four, you know, a quarter of the of, of the odds of which Brady has has done this. So, uh, you know, I still like the I still like those odds, but nothing's beating Seattle at, at, at better than ten to one for me. 
You know what, Raybon? Some people would say that Belichick isn't Bruce Arians. Some people would say that uh, Cam Newton is no Jared Stidham. <laughs> All right. So here's what's interesting about this. I have three teams that I love that I've already bet Super Bowl futures on that are from the – I've bet four Super Bowl – five Super Bowl futures, and three of them are on NFC teams. Are you ready? If you say the Bears, I'm leaving the podcast. I've got the Cardinals at 50 to 1. There you go. I've got the Vikings at 25 to 1. Yeah. And I have the Chicago Bears at 40 to 1. Bye. <laughs> Damn. Look, for all the reasons I like him to win the division, I also like him to win the Super Bowl. Help me decide between these three teams. You guys are the experts. I'm just a dude, right? So I'll take the Bears out of it because clearly Stucky hates them. Vikings or Cardinals, which team do I take to win the conference? The Bears. You think so, right? Nick Foles is the only one who's won a Super Bowl, right? Out of those three, out of those three teams, the Bears are the only one who the quarterback who has won the Super Bowl. The Bears, to me, just have enough upside where Nick Foles could be dreadful. He could also have a lot. Of, even Trubisky, they went 12-4, and four and he was, dare I say, like good in 2018. I don't know how, but my point is the Bears have upside. These things never turn out quite how you think. The 49ers are kind of in this category last year. All of a sudden, their defense comes together. And, you know, they get there. So, I, I mean, I'd Stucky, tell me why I'm wrong. But I'm I mean, I'll take – it's a quarterback-driven league, um, and I'll take Kyler Murray. I mean, I'll take Kirk Cousins over any quarter – both of them over any quarterback the Bears have. And well, I, I think that the, the Cardinals actually have better corners. Um, the Cardinals have better skill position players. But it just comes down to the better quarterback. Um, and – I would want to side with Kyler Murray. And I just think the Vikings lost so much on that defense. And it's such a complex defense. The Zimmer's defense is very complex. And you're bringing in an entirely new secondary. You, know, you lost one of your, your best player up front. You still have probably the best safety duo in the NFL and uh, a great linebacking core. But bringing in all new corners, losing Griffin up front, I mean – it's it's a lot with a no preseason shortened prep. And then, you know, you have to find someone to replace Diggs. You're relying on a rookie to do that in this shortened prep. So I think the Cardinals actually have the highest upside and the best odds. Um, and you're probably getting the best quarterback with the best with with the best odds on top of that. But not the one who's won a Super Bowl. I mean, Trent <laughs> Dilfer. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl for – yeah, and those boys. tickets cash, right? Those futures tickets cash for Trent Dilfer, right? But this, right? Is, a, this <laughs> is a different league. That Eagles uh, uh, Super Bowl was such a fluke. Um, but it cashed. That's you all need, I'm saying. This is – you need – I basically – that's how I eliminate. You, you, I need a quarterback that I can see winning a Super Bowl um, in order to ever consider placing a future on an NFL team. In today's league. Stuck – I want to summarize our conference picks because those are also our Super Bowl picks from the NFC. This is only NFC, but I feel like we're going to have to do AFC now. Um, I've already forgotten who your pick was for the conference in the NFC. Well, I think that if you're looking for long shots, it's, like I said before, it's the Lions, the Cardinals, or maybe the Falcons. And the reason the, Fal the Falcons just have value because the Bucks, there's so much love for the Bucks and Saints. Right, so the number on the Falcons with a quarterback who's been in the Super Bowl with that capable of an offense. If the defense comes together, they have upside. But um, 
I think if you're asking me who I think wins the NFC this year, um, I think the NFC championship is going to be, and it's so chalky, but it's going to be New Orleans and Dallas. Um, and I just love New Orleans. They have so much depth, too, and that's so important this year in particular. This team, I mean, their they're, they're defensive interior depth, their edge rushing depth is ridiculous. Um, you know, and then obviously you have quarterback depth, too, so you can survive a quarterback injury. So I, I think that it's the Saints and the Cowboys in the NFC. It's very chalky, but I think that it's a top-heavy year. But if you want to take a shot, I think you – depending on who you like, it's either Falcons, Lions, or Cardinals. All three – have quarterbacks that are capable enough of going on a run if they get to the playoffs, in my opinion. Fast a, forward, fast forward to like either week like seven, uh, 18 or 19, the NFC wild, the divisional round or the championship round. Stuck and I are going to be tied, Chad, you know, with our six pack picks. And Stuck is going to pick the Saints and I'm going to pick the opponent on the money line. And the referees are going to, or, or their defense is going to bail me out. And the Saints are going to break everybody's heart again because the NFL wouldn't be right if that, if that didn't happen to the Saints. There is no doubt in my mind uh, that it's not going to be the Saints, which is why, as I summarize who. because you got burnt by them before. You were I've in been, love with I've them. I've love with them. I've been burnt badly. And, uh, you know, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Um, I'm going to summarize our three picks to win the conference, our, which, which we also believe will be our three picks from the NFC to win the Super Bowl, okay? So Stucky is taking the Cardinals, Rayvon is taking the Seahawks, and Chad is taking the Bears. There. There we go. That's not picks it. to win. That's best bet, betting value, right? Yeah, so you yeah. might want to give the odds. So the, the Seahawks are plus 1050 to win the NFC title. The Chicago Bears are 20 to 1. And you, you're going uh, Lions, Stuck? Or Cardinals. 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 Cardinals are 25 to 1 to win the NFC chip. And then you just divide those in half. Uh, I mean, you multiply those by two, and those are the Super Bowl odds. I love this. I love this game. This is going to be exciting. We're going to get to look back on this in many, many months. Knock on wood that we get through the whole freaking season, right? Raybon and Stucky, thank you for coming on and joining. You guys are champions who have an award-winning podcast called the Action Network Podcast. You host it. It comes out on Thursdays during the season. You have a segment called the six pack where you make your best picks. And that is appropriate because we are doing another phrase to pays contest, same practice, go rate and review the podcast using the phrase. I need a six pack in honor of my friends, Raybon and Stucky segment on their action network NFL pod. Use the phrase. We will randomly choose the winner to get a free action network hoodie. And the winner, the winner from two weeks ago when the winning phrase was, I feel for Stucky and Colin, we had loads and loads of reviews. Thank you for that. And the winner, Winning an Action Network hoodie is Yvonne Trezak. Here's some of what he said, Stuck. You'll appreciate this. I feel for Colin and Stucky getting it out of the way right there. They're the best in the college football gambling biz. They brought the world FC, yes or no. They brought us midweek madness and maction and fun belt betting. They brought us a weekly check-in with Arkansas football. But even if college football can only offer us a bastardized version of itself this season, I know they'll be there for all of us in the gambling community on the incredible favorites podcast on the award-winning action network podcast and on the award-winning action network app, but more importantly in our hearts, Yvonne Trezak, like that is a lovely thing to say about the podcast, about action network, about you stuck, about Colin. I love you, Yvonne. He didn't say Bo Nix season is in full effect. Bo Nix season in full effect. That will be used a lot on our podcast. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do.
for the got, maybe one or two weeks we get college football, hopefully all, all of them. We got a big college football preview coming up in the Action Network podcast. We got Raybon talking about fantasy. We got Raybon and Stucky talking about NFL. We are loaded. Go check out the favorites. Rate, review, subscribe. Listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you.